This is CliffCentral.com. Hey, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt your news, Mubs, oh, but okay. Rich Mulholland is here. Oh, look well, at this look guy. at you. He's, uh, he's sure. just strode into the studio with great confidence. Unbelievable, It this must guy. be time for another reality check, I suppose. It is, and we can get on to some more news just now. How are you, sir? I'm rad. How are you guys? I missed you lot. Awesome, man. Yeah, sorry. You were away or something. You were, you were, you were somewhere exotic, right? Yeah, I've been uh, a few places. I took a bit of a holiday first with the family in Mauritius. Then I went on a speaking roadshow road around um, uh, the Pacific Northwest. So Yeah, how did that go? It was rad. Yeah, I did uh, Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, and Victoria. And then I just last week, I, I got back for a day, and then I went to Jordan in the Middle East. So I'm wow, in the what Dead a scene. contrast. It was pretty rad, yeah, yeah. So was it rainy and, and, and cloudy the whole time in the, in the Pacific Northwest? I think it rained once. While oh, we were really? There. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, and uh, uh, we went up to Whistler, went snowboarding a little bit, which was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Very nice. That sucks to be me. Oh, you, you yeah, had a does. terrible time. Mauritius to <laughs> Seattle to yeah. Jordan. Did you go to Petra? Uh, no, the Petra trip was the day after uh, the oh. conference I was speaking at. And they invited me, but uh, uh, with the amount of time I've been spreading away from family and things, I just wanted to make sure that I could get back in time. It was a prioritization thing. Well, a prioritization for people is Monday mornings when you come in because you give us uh, a couple of things that we can think about, work on, and start implementing in our own lives. It's the reality check with Rich Mulholland. <laughs> uh, for some people, this is the highlight of their week. So don't mess it up. No pressure. <laughs> well, I apologize immensely for where this is going to go then. Because the <laughs> last time I came in and you guys were all sounding quite depressed. and I, thought, I was. Yeah. And I had to try and make things a little bit happier. Today, you all sound too happy. So I'm bringing shit serious again. <laughs> all right. Let's go. Okay. Here it is. Uh, the other thing is that I think I need to clarify that usually, and I, I'm going off brief here, because the brief has always been come in with a rant. Come in and complain about something. Hmm. And I'm starting off the year with no rant. I'm starting off the year with a question. All right. Okay. So here's the thing. So I was on this roadshow. Now, uh, what some people who know me will know is that I'm quite a fan of board games. Mm-hmm. And um, on this roadshow, I actually brought up a concept that, I, that, it, that poses a question that I want to kind of pose going forward here. Uh, for the sake of uh, this discussion, let's say the game Monopoly, right? right? You know the game Monopoly. Sure. Yeah. It's a crappy game. It's horrible. It's uh, been around since like 1908 or whatever. So it's not that it was always terrible. It's just dated. However, for the sake of this, uh, everyone can understand it. Okay. So um, assuming you've all played Monopoly, the basic rules are as follows. You go, you roll the dice, you move, you buy properties. Mm-hmm. Once one player uh, has mo- the only player with money left, the game kind of ends, and uh, that player who has the most money or all the money wins, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Or until you want to stab your eyes out because you're so bored of this ridiculous game. Got you. You do right. also have to try to avoid jail because that's not nice. Right. Jail's not nice. Jail's <laughs> never nice, right? Okay. So so this is how the game goes and these are the things. Now, let's say in, in, in the interest of trying to make it a little bit better, I change things up a bit and I said to you, okay, Instead of just going until make the most money at the end of the game, let's say I change it up and I say to you, you go around the board, and once the first player has gone around the board four times, the game is finished. At that point, the player with the most, uh, the biggest spread of property colors wins, right? Hmm. This is now a different thing. You'd obviously have to play differently, correct? Correct. Yeah. Right. Let's say I change it up again and say to you, okay, if we go around the board four times, once we get back, the player with the, uh, with the most hotels in, say, one color they would win, mm-hmm. right? Again, you'd have to play slightly differently. Right. Okay. So the reason I told this to these entrepreneurs that I was speaking to is that we all talk about mission and vision and values and all these things, but they're actually quite useless in telling us what to do. What we need is a victory condition. What we need is an understanding of what victory looks like. Right. Right. So at the end of the game, when you've done X, you have won. 
then that's a very, very easy thing to work towards. So it could be, for example, who's got the most money. Yeah. It could be, for example, the person who's done the most philanthropy. Exactly. It could be the person who uh, has the biggest family. It could be any of those things. Right. Okay, so whatever that is. And in fact, in games that are well-designed, I played a game last night called Keep, and it's particularly well-designed in that what it does is at the beginning of the game, it gives each player a card randomly. Mm-hmm. And that card has a part of a victory condition. It's not the complete victory condition, but at least in the beginning of the very first round, you know something you are striving towards. Right. So it gets you off in the right direction. Okay. South Africa. What the fuck is the victory condition? I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I've come back to this country and I've been watching this country and I see racial tension like I have not seen since apartheid, Mm -hmm. right? Since the fall of apartheid, I feel there's like a tension. I I constantly feel that um, I have to watch what I'm saying. I have to be careful. What if I offend somebody? What if this happens? And if you're watching what you're saying, I can guarantee you 99% of everyone else in this country is shit scared. Right. And now watching what you're saying doesn't help things. I see the Academy have apologized for the, the racial spread and the Academy Awards. And yeah. you know what's going to happen? Next year, we're going to have a different racial spread. And it's going to fuck everything up because what it's going to be is instead what we don't need is more uh, a diverse faces in the awards. What we need is more diverse faces in the roles. If you want to fix the problem, you put people into the great roles. You don't just put them up for the nominations. Right. The Academy Awards is not the problem. Hollywood at large would be the problem. Yeah. So here's my thing. And I remember being at school. I finished school in 92. And I remember sitting with my uh, history, who became, I guess, current affairs teacher. And we had a very clear understanding of what victory looked like at the time. We knew what was wrong with the nation and we knew what had to change. Mm -hmm. And it was about the toppling of the pillars of apartheid. Mm -hmm. And everybody was fighting towards toppling those pillars. Mm -hmm. As I sit here in South Africa, every day I get into an argument on Facebook. I'm actually finding that friendships that I've had for years and years and years are on the rocks because of difference of opinions. I find myself constantly having to apologize for fringe idiots as if they're representative of the rest of us. Yet we don't ask all Muslim people to apologize for the for the rantings of ISIS no. because we can separate the extremists from the norm. Mm-hmm. And this argument happens constantly and arguments around semantics of can black people be racist or not? And, um, you know, it's becoming a conversation around the semantics of the words. That's neither here nor there. We all have racial thoughts and things. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say that I categorically understand that white people have fucked the black people for centuries. Mm-hmm. And it's put in a pretty shit situation. Mm-hmm. And I understand the concepts of white privilege and all, all of right. these things. However, I need everybody to understand that white people weren't just fucking black people. It wasn't an issue of race. The French were killing the English. The English were killing the Scottish. The Danish were killing a, the Scottish. In other words, the, it's a little more nuanced it's than a, that, yes, right? Right? Yeah. Everybody was killing and once, everybody. And once we were all being fucked by the Romans. Right. Oh, the Romans started the fuckery, right? The <laughs> Romans were, I mean, and they did it both literally and figuratively, yeah. right? And then it was the Akkadians and the Sumerians and the Egyptians right. and the Mesopotamians. And you can carry on throughout history. It's, and you exactly. break it down as small as you want. And once it was also the Zulus and the Qasas and the... The Sutus being rushed up Tababusiu, and there's plenty of history if you're prepared to get into it. But right. don't make it all binary. Now, there's the thing, right? Don't make it so so easy just because you're too dumb to go into the detail. That is, okay, so 100% where I was getting to on that. History is horrific. 
When you look back at history, <laughs> well, I c- humans are horrific. <laughs> humans exactly. are horrific. Let's, I mean, let's just call it what it is. And the, prob- history, the problem with people is people. And history is just a study <laughs> of human violence and victory over other humans right. who were less violent and less victorious. We are still animals. Right, we're smarter animals, but we're still animals. We're still mammals. We are a species of conflict, and we see this time and time and time again. Happily, I think we're getting a little bit smarter, and we're getting a little bit better. Mm. Not unilaterally, but it seems to be that we're heading in the right direction. Well, less and less people are dying violently than in any other time in human history. So that's a good thing that we can look forward to. Right. So here's the thing for me. Uh, my friend Matteo from Jeremy Loops was saying the other day, we can't move forward until uh, people apologize. I'm willing to honestly apologize. Like mm-hmm. if I look back, I think, fuck. And you know what? I can't be sorry on behalf of the people who did it because they're, they're, dead. they're dead and they're assholes. But I can be absolutely sorry that it happened. And more than that, I'm horrifically embarrassed. I'm reading the book To Kill a Mockingbird at the moment. Mm. And it's just one small little thing, but it's such a great commentary. And I'm you can't not be embarrassed about what happened. But all of that is largely meaningless. Because it's all about the past. And I'm not Marty McFly and I don't have a DeLorean. Right? There's absolutely nothing any single white person can do about what happened in history. History is is there. It's shit. It's horrible. We can apologize and we can be willing to move forward. So here's where I come to my my question. In 1994, it was clear. We need to topple the pillars of apartheid. We needed one man, one vote. We needed to create a democratic South Africa. Mm -hmm. What is expected of me today? I'm willing to do whatever it takes to move forward. What are the victory conditions? What are the victory conditions? Instead of constantly ranting and being upset and being angry and talking about historic white privilege and things that I can honestly. And inequality. and Right. Except but knew nothing about. I need to know what victory looks like. I need to know what the common goal is. You see, there's a form of board games called cooperative games. Mm -hmm. And in, in cooperative games, a group of people are coming from completely different sides with one specific victory condition. And everybody has to use what they can do in their power, their unique thing, in order to build and work towards uh, one goal. Mm -hmm. But as I sit here with my handful of cards and with all the things that I think that I can bring to the party, I look up and I have no idea what is expected of me and that has to change. And that's also because we don't have any leadership to set those parameters and to decide those goals. I understand that. But actually, what I'm speaking to more is the angry university students, the 20-year-olds, the, the people who are telling me that I'm living a charmed life on, built on the blood of their, yeah, yeah. Of their ancestors. Yeah. And I get this because actually government isn't saying this. It's actually angry youth. So to these youth, I say to you, I'm willing to work towards the future, but I'm not willing to keep on looking at the past. Victory lies ahead of us. I wrote a book in 2014 called Legacide, and the final line in Legacide says that we cannot rocket into tomorrow if we're still anchored into yesterday. Right. I understand that maybe reparation is required, but what I do know is that we will not find the answers to the future in the, in the shit of the past. So my challenge is to South Africa because I'm frankly sick of fucking apologizing. I'm sick of having to pretend, oh, I'm so sorry I'm white. I'm actually not. It's just the reality of who I am. Yeah. However, I'm committed to trying to make things better. But the next time anybody accuses me of anything, all I want from them first is what success looks like. Otherwise, they can fuck off. If they give me success, I will do whatever it takes to work towards that. And that is my question. Wow. Can't disagree. Yeah, that was pretty good. 
Thanks. <laughs> as long as we all agree on the same uh, victory condition, right? Yeah. Right. And I'm and what, even what is, willing what, to I say. Where, 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 where are we is? even going to begin agreeing on what that is? Yeah. I'm actually willing to even take a step and to say, because the black people were the ones screwed in the first place, they're probably going to be the ones who are deciding on what victory looks like. But I can tell you this. If victory looks like, hey, everybody, because I heard from one person and the comment they said is, you have no argument here because you're simply a parasite living off African land. The only thing worthwhile for me is that you go away. Mm. Now, unfortunately, if we unpeel back how far people came from, we'll all have to keep on moving and we can't rewind. Yeah, nobody's keep. been on the, on the land forever. Forever, yeah. right? So, so that doesn't work. So barring that, though, I'm willing to say because we were certainly the oppressor, I don't think we get as good of or as strong a voice in deciding what victory looks like. However, because the tension is coming from angry youth at the moment, I'm challenging them to say to me, give me a charter. Mm. Just tell me what it looks like going forward. And then we have something to work together as a society. But right now, we only have inwardly focused anger. And I don't see... And destruction. We don't, destruction. We, there's absolutely no desire to build anything or to grow anything. A bunch of people fighting for the right to be able to study so that they can't get a job one day. Right. And all, all we can do, and I feel like we're not helping ourselves move forward. As I said, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I know the challenge is going to be defining that victory condition. But just like I said about that one game I played last night, we don't need to find what the end end game is. We just need to find what the next step is. I can't tell you if I bring this back to business. When I go to my staff on Friday for our strategy summit, we will not be working on what Missing Link's ultimate victory condition is in 20 years. What we'll be working in is what does victory look like in the next, you know, 60 days, 90 days and 12 months. And that's what we're working towards because that's what we need. We need small victories constantly. This victory, this victory, this victory. We should have an, a sense of where we want to go in the end just to keep us honest to where we're heading to. But we need to understand what those victories are. It's, it's brilliant. We just have to determine the goddamn conditions now. It's sadly not easy. Mm -mm. But it's also just so essential to take the conversation past you're a racist. Like, or past because I'm angry. Yeah. Because that's like I'm offended. So what? Because right now it's just that. So if that if you stick on that, then that just gets worse and worse and worse. And don't tell me yeah, that this country don't tell me that this country's getting anywhere because of your anger. Because it isn't. It's not moving in any direction because of your anger. It's it's just sitting where it is, or if if in anything, sli sliding backwards. Yeah, the word uh, racist thing is it's such a tricky one for me. I, I got into a huge fight with some American uh, white hip hop star. Uh, a white hip hop star. Yeah, what yeah, kind um, of people are you hanging around? Eminem's a dick. Yeah. No, yeah. Eminem is black. Please get this right, <laughs> yeah. okay? Like everybody needs to understand, <laughs> Eminem is black. He is the only white man that we uh, that we say you are one of ours, okay? Uh, he's, he's whiny and he's bitter. He's white. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. This guy tweeted about something that I said, and his. What felt like millions upon millions of followers every single time I opened Twitter. You know when you can't go far enough back in your timeline because it's just people telling you that you're a horrible human being. You're mm. a and it was all stemmed from the fact that I said uh, that um, racism is not a uh, limit. It's not limited by any specific group. Uh, racism can happen in all groups. I, I understand there's a semantic conversation there around the world. Oh, no, there's a very academic conversation which seems to be of, uh, of use to the left where they say, for example, that black people can't be racist. But if you look up the definition of racism, it does not ascribe the ability to call someone a racist to a particular race group. It right. is a word that has existed long before um, it's been adopted by the left as a weapon. 
And it is a word that means anybody in any race can be racist towards anyone of any other race. So bullshit to your argument that certain people can and certain people can't. Well, the argument is that you feel your race is superior, therefore you're a racist. So there's there's semantics around that. You can be as insecure as all hell and still be a racist. So to me, the easiest way around that whole debate is just to create a new word, right? When one word no longer works. If you you come up with a term that says, uh, like xenophobia meant something different, like anti, the the guy compares, he basically says, racism is to black and white what anti-Semitism is to Jews. Now, it's not specifically true, but if that's what the world has started feeling, because actually, we probably do need a word. Mm. Society actually probably needs anti-Semitism, the word, for what white people did to black people. Like it actually probably does need something that we Mm. can address because racism is too broad a term. We probably need a term like, you know, whatever whatever it would be so that we can actually acknowledge that word. (laughs) Anti-post-colonialism. Something, I don't know what it should be. Whatever that word is. Let's say that we're going to make racism that word. Then the easiest argument, because everyone, it's amazing how often I see these arguments about can black people or white people be racist? What the fuck does that actually matter? Yes, every single people, every single, in every single group of people in anywhere in the world. That's the other thing. Trying to pretend racism doesn't exist. Mm. Never for a single second. <laughs> that fucking penny sparrow. The, everyone's getting all up in arms. What were you shocked? Oh my god, there's a racist in yeah. a small town in yeah. South Africa. Fuck me. There's an absolute, I did not know that. Yeah. Of course, it's horrific, but they're fringe assholes. Right. Not all Muslims are in ISIS. Yes, exactly. And not all white people are racist. Most of us want to work towards building a better place. Especially the ones that are left in South Africa. Yeah, we're here because we're actually willing to fight through this to make it work. Anyway, right. fuck, man. Sorry I ruined your Monday. No, everybody. no, no. This is good. Yeah. This is very good stuff. I think there'll, there'll be a lot, of, a lot of people listening to this over and over again and passing it on <laughs> to their friends. I feel like I'm going to go have a wee cry now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, get I feel quite emotionally here. heavy. Carry on talking about TV shows. Making thanks. a murderer or whatever. That's thanks for, um, um, well. thanks for murdering our Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That, very good. that is a good show. They haven't started watching it, but I've heard good things about it. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what you said. I read <laughs> something. Oh, God. I read somebody who said something along the lines of, can somebody please base a TV series on Donald Trump and call it Making a Cunt? <laughs> I love. Can I just say, we? I'm coming back. I'm actually putting my earphones back on. Yeah. Did you just say the word cunt? Yes, I did. I had to (laughs) say it because I was quoting. That's good. I was quoting something that somebody said. That was my single greatest in my entire life. (laughs) I have been leading up to a moment of radio greatness that I see as the high point. Uh That we live in a world where someone can say that. A woman can say the word cunt on radio. And all that happened is everybody around me smiled. And carried on. And carried on. Not one single person died in this studio. (laughs) I mean, I'm horrified, but fuck it. We're hanging inside. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Bye bye. Thank you, Rich Mulholland. There we go. That's the reality check (laughs) with Rich Mulholland. Nobody died. This is (laughs) CliffCentral.com.